Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. The Word of God in Romans chapter 14, rather, and then we're going to look at verses 10 through 13. Hear the words of the Lord in the New Living Translation. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. For the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, Every knee will bend to me. Every tongue will declare allegiance to God. Yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. So let's stop condemning each other. Decide instead to live in such a way that you will not cause another believer to stumble and fall. Amen. You may go to your seats around the building. Certainly, we're grateful for our various teams. We had a team of persons who represented us at the Progressive National Baptist Convention in St. Louis this past week. We have another team of persons who are going to be sharing at the Lot Carey Foreign Mission Convention in Greensboro, North Carolina this week. And so, we thank God for those who travel safely to St. Louis and those who are uh, in Greensboro this weekend. I want to come back in this passage, Romans chapter 14. Of course, I want to take a closer look at that 11th verse, which says, and we know it, we know it so well, for the scriptures say, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bend some Translation says every knee will bow. Every tongue, some translation says confess, will declare allegiance to God. I want to talk in this worship service about an unavoidable reality. An unavoidable reality. We were grateful last night to gather course, not only to gather, but even to witness baptism, as we had persons who went down into the liquid stream and coming up in the newness of life. And of course, we had two robust groups of families who came, and one family had a retired pastor who flew in from Cleveland, Ohio, to participate in the baptism of his grandson. We had another family where we had a person, again, oh, they had, she had grandchildren, and they are witnessing her being baptized. An unavoidable reality. 
certain things that are unavoidable. You can't get away from it. You can't outrun God. You, no matter how far you run, and some of us were on the run, we were like runaway slaves, but God found us. God was able to rescue us, sometimes rescuing us from ourselves, unavoidable. The great love that God has for us. We could talk about gravity, how if you throw something up, it's going to come down. It's unavoidable. If you put your hand in fire, you're going to burn yourself. Unavoidable. We've had lessons that we persons have tried to teach us, and we had to sow our wild oats. Then we came back to a realization that perhaps that person, mother, father, as they were pouring into your life, perhaps they knew something you didn't. Unavoidable. For some, you have people who tried and witnessed your going left when they wanted you to go right. Now you're in worship. 7.30 worship at that, unavoidable. The lessons we have learned, the lives we have lived, the witnesses that we have shared, the impact that we have made. During this weekend, I'm talking around the theme about accountability. All of us are accountable to God. And not only are we accountable to God, but we are accountable to our everyday witness. We look at the cross as the biggest symbol of the Christian faith. The cross that is connected. Of course, there is the perpendicular, which talks about our reaching from earth to heaven. Then we look at the horizontal, which again, if you can't figure out horizontal, you think about the word horizon. We look at our relationship to one another. You cannot be disconnected by, from those relationships. My relationship to God, but now my relationship to others. That is the impact that we seek to make in all of our lives. Unavoidable. We look at this particular passage this morning and we realize that God can meet us. It was unavoidable that even though Saul of Tarsus, who ends up becoming the Apostle Paul, and he not needed to realize that he was not going to be able to defeat God. And then, of course, his life is forever changed. And he becomes the, that gospel globetrotter one who is willing to share his faith even though others do have disbelief in him. They cannot believe the, the change that he has made. This Is this the same man who was at one time uh, had us on the run like a bounty hunter? But now something has happened in his life and now he says that I have to share the good news. The good news, and we can't outrun it. He said, I, I tried and I was unsuccessful. The first point that I need to share with you tonight, this morning rather, is the power of God is 
undeniable. It's undeniable. Whether we're looking at the fires in Hawaii, a vacation spot where vacations have been interrupted. And, and Hawaii, for those who have been there, it is an expensive island. Are uh, you gonna spend you gonna spend some money on the on the island of Hawaii? But again, that but all of that going on, and all of the persons who came as tourists, and all of a sudden their vacations are interrupted. How many times in your life have you planned one thing, but you have dealt with life's interruptions? Our life's interruptions do not announce themselves. They show up unexpectedly. And then once they show up, they demand a response. A response, a sudden death of a relative. You, your, your schedule was booked, but all of a sudden your schedule becomes clear. You are, you, you're riding along and you're doing well and then you have to face your own health challenge and all of a sudden you realize just a little talk with Jesus can make everything all right. It's unavoidable that you realize that you have the wind of God behind you, underneath my wings, flying. I'm, I'm looking higher, going further, doing more, all because of the power of God. Here it is in this, in this 14th chapter, as Paul writes to the church at Rome, the, you need to know that the power of God is indeed unavoidable. Oh, my God, it's unavoidable. It says that my knee is going to have to bend. My tongue is going to have to confess, declare at my allegiance unto God. Because as surely as I live, says the Lord, this is going to be the reality. You realize that it's undeniable that something can happen that you have crippling pain in your life and you deal with the loss of someone who is so dear to you and you don't think you can make it. And matter of fact, when the casket is being lowered into the ground, you feel like you want to get in there too because you feel like this is an end for me, but it might not be an end, but it might be a bend. Oh, you thought it was the end, but God has something else for you. I don't know who I'm talking to today because you have, you have spent some lonely days. You have spent some days that you might have done something that was not necessarily something that God would be proud of, but no one knows it but you, but you're in the house of God, and I'm thanking God that God can hear and answer my prayer. I'm here today, and I can lift up holy hands. I still have my mind. I still, I'm not going to let myself go, because if God has left you here, he has left you here with a reason and a purpose because God does not do anything without a reason and a purpose. And they said, why did you leave me here? I don't, I'm not strong enough. Yes, you are. I don't have the insight. Yes, you do. And if you keep searching into the word of God, he's going to keep on opening up new levels of understanding. Oh, I believe I got some witnesses in here that we can celebrate an unavoidable 
double reality. Where you are weak, he is strong. And when I feel at my weakest, all I got to do is lean and depend on God. I wish I had a witness here. I'm leaning and depending on him. I tried to lean and depend on some other things, but those things did not satisfy. Those things did not bring me through. Those things that did not give me a peace that is beyond understanding. Those things do not give me a joy that the world can take away. All is unavoidable. And because we have experienced the twists and turns of life, that's why we can come to worship with a new level of energy and enthusiasm. We can come in here and think about how far the Lord has brought me. My God, we did not wreck you. That matter of fact, it's, it's 50 years of hip-hop, and I got another hip-hop. I dropped some hip-hop last night, Nate. But you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because you have to understand that there are sometimes you're going to understand that the world is trying to wreck you. Satan wants to wreck your mind, wreck your spirit, wreck your future. He wants to get an addiction in there. He wants you to have, let anger take over how many of our brothers and sisters are behind bars this morning because of an incarcerated because of a moment of letting it go and I just can't keep it and then you pull a pistol or a gun you pull a knife out you do something that you regret right now and I come into this worship space to understand that no matter where I've been KK the Lord is able to pull me up no matter how low and we can go real low now but no matter how low we go God can throw out the lifeline and lift up it's unavoidable that God loves us in spite of us it's unavoidable that God can look past your faults and see your need it's unavoidable that you realize that God is still a healer he's still one who can deliver he's still one who can give us just what we need, Monica, just when we need it. That's the power of God. But not only do we look at it, the power of God being undeniable, the believers, number two, need to understand believers shouldn't have time to, time to spend putting down others. I don't have time to spend time putting down you. I need to spend my time trying to draw closer to God because you have to realize we are in a spiritual warfare and this war is not over. Just when you got saved, the war did not end. Just because you've been in church a long time, it, the war has not ended. But you need to know the battle is not yours, but the battle is the Lord. And that's why I'm going to stay connected to God. Because as long as I'm connected to God and God is connected to me, oh, do I have a witness out there? I feel better, but not only do I feel better, Kelvin? I am better because I'm leaning and depending on the power of God. And so we look at that particular that believers don't have 
time to be putting other folk down and trying to figure out who's saved and who's not saved and who's serious and who's not serious. You need to spend your time on your knees talking about how God that you can influence my life that now I can be an influencer on somebody else's life. That 10th verse. So why do you condemn another believer? Why do you look down on another believer? Remember, we will all stand before the judgment seat of God. Not, and I'm not even talking about love the folk who are unsaved. I'm talking about the people who are saved, but then the other folk who end up being, trying to be the ones who are going to try to police other folk, trying to figure out where are you on, on how do I mark your development? How do I mark your progress? It's not important what you think about me. It's what is important what God knows. I wish I had a witness here. You can think what you want to think, but at the end of the day, you can't send a person to heaven and you can't send them to hell. I know you can tell them. I know you can tell them to go, but you can't send them there. But I need you to know that the word of God is undeniable, that I'm not going to spend my time trying to put other folk down, but let's, let's reverse it. Let's flip the script. Instead of trying to put others down, delegate. Harrison, what we're trying to do is lift them up. Lift up, lift up the name of Jesus. Lift up other people. I'm going to encourage you. I'm going to pray with and for you. I'm not going to ask you like Job's friends when Job was going through. Job's friends said, Job, now what did you do? You must have done something because you gone through all of this and you are up so high but now you're down so low and my God, and we don't need friends who gonna come in and be judgmental. We need for friends to say, I can see what you're going through and I'm gonna pray with you. I'm gonna be a prayer partner to you. I'm gonna let you know that when we get to the other side, we both gonna celebrate. We both gonna give God praise. I'm thanking God that his hand is on your life. I'm thanking God that he can make a way out of no way. I'm thanking God that he can help you through the twists and the turns of life and life yes is it is filled with twists and turns but no matter where your life might twist and turn I can still know there is a God there's a God who's concerned about me there's a God who loves me in spite of me I might not be that lovable you heard that statement they only have a face only a mother could love to have a witness but I'm thanking God that the spirit of the Lord can look and see beauty in ashes. You can look like nothing, but not God can take a mess and turn it into a miracle. Do I have a witness in here? Because somebody is in this place right now at one time. Your life was a mess, but I'm thanking God. Your finances were jacked up. Your spirit was bad. You were in a dark space, but here you you are in the house of God and I'm going to give God praise. I'm giving God praise because he made a way out of no way. I'm giving God praise because he spoke it to my situation. I'm giving God praise that God showed up in my life and every time God shows up 
He's always going to show out. And then we look at the very reality that here it is. I'm not going to spend my time condemning. I'm not going to spend my time putting folk down. Number one, the power of God is undeniable. Number two, believers shouldn't have time to spend putting others down. But my third point is, at the end of the day, each of us must take personal responsibility for your actions. Oh, we got whatever we have done. We got to take personal responsibility. You can't blame this when some folk are never going to let other folk off the hook. You're going to, I'm not, I'm not doing it because of you. I did this. I didn't want to do it, but I did it because I was tempted by somebody else. But at the end of the day, every one of us will have to answer to God. My God, you made a decision a decision to give in to your flesh and not give in to the spirit of God. There was something pulling at you. And Paul said, is that betwixt and that between? It's that pulling me one way. And I hear the voice of God. Well, you look here in Romans chapter 14, and I look at verses 12 and 13. It says it right there that, oh, I'm not going to get wrapped up in the wrong kind of thing. That 12th verse says, yes, each of us will give a personal account to God. I've got to come to God. I can't come with my posse. I can't come with my crew. I can't come with my family. I can't come with my road dogs. I got to come to God. And here I am, God. You tried to show me the right way to go. And I might have made another decision. Let me put a pause right there. That somebody, you made a bad decision and you went in the wrong direction. But I got good news. And the good news is that we serve a God of another chance. We started out in church. You started out on the right road. But then you got off track. But I'm thanking God that now you might have a little gray in your hair you might have not the same kind of flexibility that's in one's hand but we serve a God of another chance and here I am in God's house not concerned about who's sitting to my right who's sitting to my left who's in front of me who's in back of me I've come to God for myself and I don't mind thanking God for walking with me talking with me loving me in spite of me. My God, I said it this way the other day, how God is able to love the hell out of you. Do I have the witness here? I No matter what I've done, I'm putting it in your hands. Thank you, God. So I'm not going to condemn each other. I'm not going to put somebody else down, but I made a decision. I made up my mind to live in a way that will not cause 
cause another believer to stumble and fall. That's what your goal has to be, that I want my witness to have a positive influence on the folk around me. Here you are, born again, and you don't have any influence. But if you love the Lord, you ought to affect the atmosphere. You ought to change some scenarios. When you come in the room, you are a game changer. When you come on the job, you are a game changer. When you show up at the family reunion, you are a game changer. Is there anybody here and you don't mind? I said, I'm not going to mind to give God praise. I'm not going to mind understanding you brought me from a mighty, a mighty long way. And I just can't help myself. I got to praise him. I got to give him the glory. I got to lift up my hand. Is there anybody in the room? And you don't mind praising him. Don't mind praising him. Don't mind praising him. I love the Lord. He heard my cry, pitied my every groan. And every, every, every time I turn around, won't he do it? God is able, he's able to put clapping in my hands, put running in my feet, put joy in my heart. He's able to make a way out of no way. Do you love him today? Do you, do you? Do you, do you? I, 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 I love the Lord. He heard my cry. Do you love him? Then praise him. Praise him. Praise him. And you're all right. And you're all right. Say yeah. Say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An unavoidable reality. It's unavoidable. It's unavoidable. And you, you can't hurry God. You can't rush God. But you got to trust Him. Trust Him every step of the way. Trust Him. Even when you feel like you can't go on, I'm still going to trust Him. With everything I have, I'm going to trust him with my finances. I'm going to trust him with my faith. I'm going to trust him with my family. I'm going to trust him with everything I have. It's unavoidable. And he will hear and answer. I'm grateful that he can hear but I'm also grateful he can answer. Is Jesus knocking on the door of your heart today? Is he saying to you, you need to move from where you are and move into a new reality? I got something great I want to do in your life. And it starts with you. You got to say yes to him. Come on, clap your hands.
You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. I